0: something that's not of heaven, yield yourselves as instruments of God's righteousness. Amen? And become used by Him. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I've gotten off track here. <laughs> you, you remember in the, in the I almost said the wrong word, in the resurrection celebration, because it's a habit, okay? We get in a habit of the culture here. Uh, the resurrection celebration, I called it, I started April the first weekend, called it King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Uh, we had to understand this, uh, Stephen Covey, remember this, Stephen Covey in the Seven Habits of Highly, highly Effective People, uh, he said that one of the habits, one probably the most important one, was to begin with the end in mind. And he, he illustrated by saying, you're at a church service and it turns out you look at the casket and the, the, the wording on the thing, it's, it's you in the casket. And he said, think of that. You're sitting there watching your own celebration of life and the people are getting up to say things and share about you. He said, live your life according to what you want them saying about you at the end of your life. That's how we should conduct it, amen? amen. That's how we should do it. So begin with the end in mind. and We need to understand the importance of the resurrection of Jesus and live our lives and celebrate accordingly with what happened in that resurrection, what it means to us. Uh, It seems like God's kids could live more effective Christian lives if they'll do like Jesus did when he was being in with the end in mind. Hebrews 12, one through two, uh, it says it in there, look at the author of our faith, Jesus. It says, who for the joy that was set before him... Endured the cross, despising the shame. Here's the end. And is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He began with him. He put up with all that. We're going to look at some of that shame that he despised and put behind him, okay? Uh, Uh, Philippians chapter two verses five to eleven. It talks about Jesus laid everything aside. He was just just imagining your thinker and your imaginer up there. Imagine you if you were Jesus and you were in it. We have trouble imagining that because it's beyond our comprehension in a lot of ways. But he's on a throne with Father God. He's ruling the universe that he helped create. He's the Word. The Word was the creation of the universe. And think about that. He's there. If he, if, he, if he wants a Slurpee, hey, run down to the Quick Trip or the, the whatever, 7-Eleven or whatever we've got here. I don't even go to kit convenience stores. Run down to the Quick Trip or Quick Stop and get me a Slurpee. And the angel runs over and gets it for me. Bring me a, a Starbucks cappuccino. He runs and gets Just think of that. You have servants doing everything you wish. Think of that. Bring me some prime rib with some shrimp. Oh, I'm getting hungry now. Mmm. thank you jesus so and and they would do it they would drop whatever do it and go and do it because he was king he was ruler and the word says he laid that all aside he stepped out of that willingly and willfully stepped out of that because god needed the father god and the holy spirit needed that to happen needed him to do that that was part of the plan and he stepped aside and it says he laid that aside became obedient to death I've been through that. It's not a pleasant thing. He became obedient to that. They beat the fire out of him so bad that you couldn't recognize who he was. Think about that. And mistreated and shamed and pulled his clothes off in front of everybody, kind of made a strip show out of Jesus. Think about that. Lay, hung him up on a cross like that. And, and imagine the shame that would come from that. And the, all these things. And then to top that off, the Father God turned his back on him. The Bible says that. Jesus said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He turned his face away from him. And it says he laid all the sin. Think of things that you've done in your life. Think of some horrible things, that you, sins you've committed in your life. I'm not trying to bring up a history and things that don't need, but just think about, it. you probably have a little memory of it. Just think about all those things and the. The death that was owed to Father God because of that. Think about that. And the Bible says in one instant on that cross, Father God laid it all on him. He had the burden of being beat to pieces, but then his spirit and soul, suddenly everything is put on him. And he's sitting there in agony from that and finally says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He went through all that he's taken down from the cross he's wrapped up mummified so to speak put in a tomb lays there for three days uh, Carmen wrote a cool song about you know, coming out of the, 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 the prison down there and all uh, imagine that paying for the sins being confined down there with the mean guy and all that. imagine that and he comes out of that and guess what he comes out of the tomb glory to God and as Pastor Dola shared last week, they, they went and looked at the tomb, and the napkin that was covering his face was folded on the side, which means he was coming back. Glory to God. Glory to God. Think about that. Hallelujah. So he was taken, he was came, come out of that tomb resurrected by the power of the Lord. And it says he was given a name above every name. That's why a few moments ago, as we were interceding, as we were standing in the gap for folks, we were saying, Bow your knee to that name. You mm-hmm. have authority, child of God. Mm-hmm. Christian, you have that authority to speak to things, anything with a name and say, bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because I belong in that name. That name is my name. Mm-hmm. Your name. You're called after the name of the Lord, it says in the Bible. And that name is my name. And you bow your knee to that name right now. Mm-hmm. You be gone right now. I bind you and cast you out and down. Go. You have the right as a child of God. So, imagine that. He's been given that name above every name and he said, here, everything's given to me in heaven and earth. He said, here you go. Go. Go ye. He said that to each of us. Go ye. Preach the gospel. Share the good news. He was given that name. That was the end that he was after. Revelation 19.16 You remember this? There was a, a thing said about it describing Jesus and the wrath of God to come through him overseeing that. And it said he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's the end he began with on this earth. Revelation 19.16. He had a name written on him. King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's what the title of this Series of messages about the resurrection of Jesus is that's the end result. Uh, remember King David here. was. I'm just reviewing a few things. King David was called by God himself a man after my own heart because he would worship and yield himself to him. And King David wrote many of the Psalms in Psalm 119, his most famous Psalm 34, verse 34, he said, Give me understanding and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I will observe it with my whole heart. James chapter 2 says, Don't just be a listener of the word. Be a doer of the word. Because it does you no good if you don't do it. You got to do it to make it work. Amen. And the word works. Bible says, in, 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 Paul had, had written to the, uh, the Philippians, he said, The word that works mightily in you. That word of God works inside you when it's planted and received. Amen. So receive the word this morning. Amen. Glory to God. Now, are, are we interested in pleasing God? Amen. Have we consecrated ourselves to His will and to please Him? Consecrated is another fancy word. Have we committed? Have we committed ourselves to please Him? Mm-hmm. You see? Since we've been engaging in a, a New Year's revolution, a revolution against the carnal, ordinary, mere life, it says in 1 Corinthians 3, And we're going to engage in a revolution against misunderstanding. You remember I told you about my friend Little Johnny? Uh, Little Johnny went to that Catholic school for the first time, went to math class. They're expecting him to fail. He goes in there, and all of a sudden, in two days, he's at the top of the class, you remember? And everybody's mystified. What happened to Johnny? What changed his mind? What motivated him to be a straight-A student in math when he was failing and he explained at the parent-teacher conference, he said, when I walked in that room and I looked up at the front and saw that fella nailed to that plus sign up there, he said, I changed my mind and decided I didn't want to be up there with him. <laughs> you see, he, he, he suddenly became an understanding person of mathematics that he was motivated, but he got there by misunderstanding the fella nailed to that plus sign. Amen? We need to have a proper understanding. Number one, he's no longer on that plus sign. Do y'all ever think about that? We'll get all we we'll go and get emotional about the old rugged cross. I love the old rugged cross. I love the song. I love to think about it and what he went through for me. But he's not on the cross. No. He's gone. He resurrected. He's on the throne. And i want to say this to you. My Bible tells me God has raised us up together and made us sit together with Him on that throne. Glory to God. Amen. amen, amen. That's something to get happy about. It's something amen. to get excited about. It. We're with Him. Yeah, we have been. It says we have been crucified with Christ. We were nailed to that plus sign with Him. Yeah. But we're not there. We're seated with Him. Woo! Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. And my gong is about to sound. I can see on the clock back there. Thank Jesus for that clock. Hallelujah. <laughs> the gong show. <laughs> We're interested in pleasing God. What we need to grab hold of is an understanding of what Jesus has done for us. First John 5.20 told us, We know the Son of God has come, has given us an understanding so that we may know Him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Who possesses eternal life tonight, today, tonight. Mm -hmm. Whatever this is. First John John five twenty. This is the true God and eternal life. Eternal life in the the Koine original language was Zoe. You everybody met anybody named Zoe? Mm -hmm. They did not know what they were naming that child, right? But zoe means life like God lives it or everlasting life forever. Life like. And that's what he's told to us. If we're in Jesus Christ, we're promised zoe. Yeah, I know that in the sweet bye-bye. I know it'll be wonderful because I've been, I know it'll be absolutely out of this world wonderful, but yet he wants us to have that zoe right here. And he's given us the tools, the, the, the ability and the tools and the power of the Lord to live Zoe. Right here, right now, every day. Well, I'm not living... Well, hallelujah. Get with the program, come on. Get this word, get this word planted in here. Let this word meditate, deep think this word until it becomes a part of you. Until you think this word. Until you don't think, well, they're telling us the flu is coming. The flu is going to be here in three weeks. Oh, bless God, we better go get the shot or we'll be the first one. We're the first ones that gets it every year. And sure enough, what happens? Hmm? What happens? What happens? You're the first ones that gets it, right? Because you you spoke it out loud to your angels and everyone else. We're the we, need to get that. we need to be led to where there's those bugs and germs. Amen? So that's a whole nother message in series right there about words and stuff. We need to learn to get this word inside of us to become more like Jesus through that word and live this word, do this word. Amen? Glory to God. Now, how do we do that? How do we obtain this understanding? Uh, Ephesians 1:17 through 21. Paul had written here. He had told the, the Ephesians, he was praying for them, for this cause I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he told them, I pray this for you, that the Father God would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that he would open the eyes of your understanding. Ephesians 1, through 21. he opened the eyes of your understanding. You want to you really get turned on to what's in here? You want to really get excited about Jesus? Let him open your eyes to what he's what he's saying to you. We'll read through this. I'm, I'm guilty of it. We'll be squishing through the reading of the word and not really paying attention, not bothering to think about it. And it goes right above our heads, right? We don't, we just don't grab it, right? right. So that's what deep thinking, what meditation means to sit there and take long enough time. And Lord, what, what are you saying to me here? Jesus, what are you saying to me here? Lord Jesus, what's that mean? What's that mean? What's that mean? It says, If the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, He shall quicken your mortal bodies. What's that mean? The word quicken means, it's old English, King James English, it means make alive, (coughs) bring it to life. Does your old old carcass, does your earth suit need to be more lively? Does it need, need, need more energetic? Does it need that? Does it need wholeness and healing? Well, praise God. For that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Meditate that scripture until it becomes a part of you. Until you're saying with your own mouth, Father God, I'm thanking you that that same spirit that resurrected Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in me and quickens, makes alive this mortal body. Body, talk to your body. Body, be alive. Body, be quickened. Lungs, behold. Be quickened by the same spirit that raised Christ from. Now, that's Bible, people. Come on. That's the word of the Lord. I remember in years past, I visited Roman Catholic churches with family members in North Dakota, and I thought this was interesting. They would, uh, the, the gentleman in the pulpit would say something, and the people would answer back. Yes, amen, that is truth. Yes, amen, that is my possession. They would say things like that, and I thought, Wow. We ought to do that in some of our other type of churches. We ought to learn to take hold of it with our mouth and speak it forth. And I'm getting off into that another seminar, folks. Okay, It's important that we grab hold of what we say out of our mouth. And how do we do that? We put out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth does what? It speaketh, right? We need to fill our hearts up. You know, I heard a fellow say one time, Uh, when your, your bucket gets bumped, what you're full of is what splashes out on folks. Think about that. When your bucket gets bumped, what you're full of is what splashes out. So think about it. What happens when someone runs in and bumps your bucket real hard? What splashes out of you? See, that's what's inside the fullness. And that's what we need to do is to fill up with this word Memorize, that's a good, I know that's a dirty word, I know. I understand it's as bad as a four letter word, right? Memorize, right? But we need to memorize this word of God, make it a part of what's in here. And what happens when we do that? It makes us more like Jesus. And it fills our bucket. And guess what? What's splashing out of our bucket? Hmm? What's splat? Jesus, the word of the Lord. splash. That's the will of the Lord. And I'm in trouble already. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for me. Amen. I'm in trouble already. I haven't even been halfway. But we're going to finish this up, glory to God. We're going to understand what Jesus despised, the shame he despised, the passion of the Christ. Have a full understanding of what, what he paid for us. Because the song says he paid it all, didn't it? Amen. Glory to God. If you uh, if you need prayer, please let us know. Those of you streaming live. Please interact with Jeff and Matt who are running the stream and interact and let them know that you're with us, that you have things that we can intercede with you about or agree with you about. Please let us know. Uh, I'll be here for a little while afterward. The children, I believe, should be dismissed by now. Uh, they're available for pickup, those of you that are interested in picking the kids up. <laughs> they're available. So. If you need prayer of any kind, you want agreement, I'll be here for a little while. We'll be glad to pray. Miss Betty, Ms. Tanya, we'll all be up here to pray with you and get some results from God's promises. Amen? Glory to God. I want to say this to each of you. Be be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. Have dominion over your earth. Uh, The Lord bless you and keep you and make His face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up His countenance and His gaze upon you and give you His... Shalom, Shalim from